Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Sylvie DeGusto. She's the author of The Image of Leadership, How Leaders Package Themselves to Stand Out for the Right Reasons. It's great to have you with us. Thank you very much for having me. I'm super excited to be with you. We're so excited you're here. Um, I love when you open the book. Well, first off, before you even open the book, Mm -hmm. I don't know if everybody knows this, but you have a little cute little shirt with a tie on the cover. Mm -hmm. It's actually made of a potato chip. Yes, it is. It is. That was a conscious decision. Yes, it was. It was. It was. And uh, when you uh, read the subtitle, you're going to see that I talk about how leaders package themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure if you have ever noticed when you go into a supermarket uh, and you go into the aisle with potato chips, mm. there is something very fascinating about potato chips packaging. And it is that every single package of potato chips has one thing in common, which is there is a picture of potato chips on the front. No matter in which supermarket you just went, no matter in which country you're in, no matter which brand you look, there is always a very simple message on the packaging in the front, and it says something about the product on the inside. Although we all know that sometimes the product on the inside doesn't really look like the picture on the outside. Right. So as somebody who works a lot with uh, visual packaging, uh, you can learn that your visual appearance says something about you and what you have to offer on your inside. So just check. It's very, very interesting. Well, it's very cute <laughs> in and of itself. Um, I like, as soon as you open the book, the first thing you see is people packaging is what mm-hmm. I do. Uh, so tell everybody, what does that mean? What, what is people packaging? Well, you have to be aware that you are kind of a product in an organization. As a leader, you sell yourself and the product that you have to offer, which is yourself, right? And your packaging says something about you. When people look at you, they see something in you, uh, they judge you in just a blink of an eye. You make a first impression and hopefully a lasting impression on everybody. And so I'm in the business of first impressions. I help leaders to understand what their first impression, their packaging says about them. Interesting. So I think a lot of people, when... You know, when I, when I see a book like this, I always wonder, well, what's your background? How do you mm-hmm. become an expert in first impressions and the look of leadership? So mm-hmm. just tell, mm-hmm. tell everybody real quickly. I have a very long history in human resources. Mm-hmm. And I was always involved when somebody got hired or fired and mm. everything in between. And what fascinated me was when we hired people, very often, you know, the people who came into the room, they looked exactly the way we wanted them to look. They behaved exactly the way we wanted them to behave. They said all the right things we wanted them to say. Many years later, or some years later, we had to fire them because of a lack of performance. Mm. And on the other hand, we had so many young and ambitious people in those organizations who possibly could have done that job much better than the people we just hired from the outside. And I thought, why didn't we identify them as potential leaders in that organization? Why didn't they stand out for us as leadership material? And I had to admit that some of them just struggled with the way they present themselves. Mm. They package themselves as potential leaders. So we started to hire experts for them. And I was very fascinated by the transformation they took them through that had a lot to do with the way they looked, with the way they behaved, and the way they communicated. Do you think nowadays, Sylvie, people still aren't aware of the first impression they're making, let's say, when they go on a job interview? Are people still walking through the door 
not looking presentable? Absolutely, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. It happens all the time. Uh, my, it's my business. I'm a speaker in organizations and I go into organizations and explain to leadership teams or sales teams or I'm part of onboarding programs um, to make people understand what their first impression says about them and what impact it has in a second step on a customer decision-making process right. or on their own career path or on decisions if they get promoted or not. Right. So I'd imagine anytime somebody new meets you, I'd imagine they say, Sylvie, how was my first impression? How did Absolutely. I do? How Absolutely. did I do? Everybody approaches me. So how am I doing? Right. Tell how me everything. Tell me. Right. So or they start with an excuse. I'm so sorry for today. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Right. When they ask me, so how am I doing? What, what is my first impression? I tell them, I don't know. Because I don't know what you want it to be. Each mm. of us wants to be known for something very different. Some people want to be known for being approachable. Others want to be known for being successful. Others want to be known for being creative. Others want to be known for being powerful. Right. And that look of leadership looks very different. So I cannot tell you what your first impression is. But if you can tell me what you want to be known for, mm. I can explain to you if there is a gap in the way people perceive you or not. That's so interesting. Because when you think about it, we all can say there are people we've encountered, oh, he or she wasn't very approachable. Mm -hmm. But maybe that was a conscious choice. That was the Absolutely. first impression they wanted to make. Maybe yes. People in leadership positions, they want people to fear them. Mm -hmm. Not Absolutely. everybody. Absolutely. And this is a piece of art. This is what successful leaders do really well. They control their perception. They control their uh, image. They control how others see them. Because right. if you don't control it, other people will control it. Right. So let's get into it. So tell us some a guideline. What do you what do you teach when you go in to speak into organizations? Mm -hmm. This this, you know, first impression sort of roadmap. Yes. What do you what are some so, of the techniques? First of all, you have to understand it's a process of it's brain performance. It has nothing to do with if you're a good person, a bad person, if you're in your body or in the body of Mother Teresa. We all do it. We judge each other. Mm -hmm. We see somebody and we think that we know something about the person. Right. But actually, it's just very simple brain performance that is happening and there is science in behind and there are uh, scientific um, results that tell us that, for example, within a blink of an eye, a few seconds, seven seconds, our brain makes 11 major decisions about each other. Wait, you said, say it again. So within seven, seven seconds, Seconds up to 11 decisions about so each other. People wow. immediately decide are you knowledgeable or not? Are you trustworthy or not? Are you successful or wow. not? Are you reliable or not? And so on. And it is very important that you understand this is just happening. You cannot stop it, mm. it is happening. However, what you can do is you can influence what happens afterwards. Okay. Because afterwards, a very powerful source is going to work either for you or against you. Okay. And it's confirmation bias. Confirmation because, bias. Confirmation bias. Because people want to be right. Mm. They are looking for proof. They ignore anything that goes against their initial first impression because they are looking for proof. They want to be right in their initial idea what they think about you. Right. So if somebody, um, for example, thinks you are sloppy because they see something sloppy in your visual appearance, mm -hmm. they are going to find that sloppiness afterwards in your behavior, right. in your communication, in your materials, in your products, in your services, in your team. And then it's why it's so important to think about the first impression that your employees make and what impact it has afterwards, for example, on a client decision-making process. C-Suite Radio. How do you work on your first impression? Is it all about appearance? Um, Is it tone of voice? Everything, everything. I call it the ABCD 
of your initial imprint that you make on others, or the ABCD of your uh, first impression. Right. And the A stands for your appearance, the way you look. But that not only includes your clothing, which is important, you know, the fit, the style, the colors, the choices that you make to cover your body. Right. It first and foremost includes your body, the birthday suit, the, you know, the suit you are born in. Right. What does your body image say about you? Uh, your posture. Your posture, yeah. And, <laughs> As I was uh, your, sitting here, I'm saying, Your Ooh. weight, your okay. height, do you take care of it? Does it look healthy? Right. What does your body say about you? And are you, how you moisturizing? Take care? <laughs> exactly. And then... There is the B for behavior. That okay. includes your body language. How do you stand? How do you walk? How do you carry your body through the day? Yeah. Plus your business etiquette skills or your social etiquette skills. Are you going to shake hands? Are you going to look in somebody's eyes? Or are you on the phone all the time? Do you let people right. sit down first or last? Do you let them walk out the elevator first or last, for right. example? So what happens in those first seconds? And at one point, you're going to say something. So there is the C for communication, and it's about what you say and how you say it. We know that the first 11 words of every conversation are the most important ones. People will remember you what you say at the very beginning of a conversation. So how do you start conversations? Most people kind yeah. of waste a little bit with just how you're doing and then they move on. Or do you say something that shows the person in front of you that you are prepared, that you know something about them to impress them, for example. And it's also your voice. Your voice is a very powerful mm. tool. It's like an instrument that we all play. And most people actually don't learn how to play that instrument. Right? True. So in that ABC model, I have to admit, is very common. A lot of people work with that ABC model. I have added the D because I find that nowadays more often we make a first impression in a digital way than we right. actually make it in person. We explore each other via email or on the internet or on social media right. and you cannot stop anymore that this is happening you cannot control anymore that this is going to happen but what you can do is you can control what they actually are going to find about you can you though sylvie what about people posting things on your behalf there's an instagram account under my name that i didn't create well then there's a picture there i didn't put up mm -hmm. so first of all it is good that you know about it because i always tell people it is very important that you monitor your your name, for example, right. online, that you are the first person who finds out, right? And that you control that things are happening or not, and that you immediately jump in and take care of this and report, for example, that Instagram account right. and make sure that it's getting taken down. Okay. Okay. I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. I was wondering, in this digital age we, we live in, has the first impression like this become obsolete because most people are, are even if you're meeting someone new, you Google them immediately. Exactly. You learn about them, their mm -hmm. appearance, mm -hmm. their background before you even meet them mm -hmm. face to face. So absolutely, it's, absolutely. So just dynamics have changed. So when so I talk about those navigate? ABCDs, yeah. Years ago, people asked me, which one is the most important one? And I said, well, your, your visual appearance, the A part, because it's so important when you walk into a room, you know, and people see you, it's like a filter you put in front of you. Right. I have to admit, after years working in that area, I changed my opinion on that and say the digital footprint is more important, more important because it happens right now. Maybe right now somebody out there Googles your name and mm -hmm. makes a major decision on meeting you, inviting you to a job interview mm -hmm. or buying a product or a service from you. Right. So it happens all the time and you cannot control anymore that it happens, but you can control what happens. Right. So let's talk about controlling what happens. This digital footprint, because a first impression is usually a digital one, 
what are your suggestions? What are your guidelines? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I want you to understand that actually you should not behave different online than you would behave offline, right? Okay. You and I wouldn't walk into a room and just blast out the seven problems we had the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And some people do that. They yeah. think it's an, an anonymous room out there. And actually it's not. If there are two things that don't fit together or don't belong together, it's private and it's internet. And we wouldn't do that in an offline world too, right? right? We wouldn't rant just to random people or say, oh, this has to stay in this room. So the business etiquette skills and the social etiquette skills actually didn't really change of online and offline, right? Mm -hmm. You behave in a way you would also behave with people in a room in real world. But there are risks out there. There are risks like you, like you just mentioned that somebody, for example, takes your name and opens an account. Mm -hmm. And I always just say, be very careful. Work on your privacy settings. Okay. Um, be aware that every single footprint that you leave can either work for you or against you. Right. And be aware that usually you are part of a campaign team. I call it a campaign team. We have a lot of... Um, Examples, unfortunately, also in politics, where um, single posts very often not only had an impact on the person who posted it, um, an entire campaign team lost its job. The same is true for you working in an organization. What you do online has an impact not only on you, it also has an impact on the campaign team you are on in your corporation, right? right. People think this person is working for that company, really, and is, is posting something like right. that. Right. Yeah, I'm just fascinated the millennials, the next generation of the workforce, I forget what the statistic is, but very soon majority of the workforce will be millennials and they've grown up where we live in a show and tell society. Every move you make, you're supposed exactly. to show it and tell it. And, hey, exactly. Just, exactly. Bought, just bought an orange juice mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. picture. I, I don't, mm -hmm. frankly, I don't understand it myself, but it's just, you know, what are the guidelines here? There seem, there seem to be no limitations because a future employer can Google you, go onto any of your accounts, unless of course they're private, and that is a window into their first impression. Mm -hmm. So you'd think there would be personal filters, but nowadays it seems the more extreme, the better. So I'm just curious how employers are navigating through first impressions, because mm -hmm. it's, almost, it's almost as if you're in the minority if you're not doing something extreme online mm -hmm. as a millennial. And when I say extreme, I just mean for shock value yes, to get yes, people yes, talking. Yes. So how do you And you, you just said it. It's about the balance. You know, right. It's about the balance of being online and knowing the tools and techniques that are out there and not sharing too much. So for example, oversharing is not a good idea. Okay. But uh, at the very beginning, you mentioned something. It's like a window into your private life. But uh, and a lot of people actually think that you can close down or shut down that window or close that door, which is not, not actually true because even if you have your Facebook account, for example, uh -huh. we at least can see that you are on Facebook. We can see your profile picture that you have chosen and we can see the header picture that you have chosen. Right. We can see the names that you choose all over the pl mm -hmm. platforms. We can see who you like, who you follow and who follows you. True. We can see your activities and they also say something about you. It's not only what you post, the picture that you post, it's your appearance, your behavior and your communication just online. It's very similar to what we do offline. Right. I always think too, sort of first impressions, let's say you're going in for a job interview mm -hmm. and they've looked you up and they think they know what you look like. But if you haven't updated your photos, a lot you'll walk in the door and go, that's the person I saw online. Exactly. You look much older or you mm -hmm. look much thinner or heavier or something. Mm -hmm. So it's important to keep 
the first Absolutely. impression, you know, in check. So yes. it's current, a yes. current first impression. A current version. What you say and how you appear and how you behave online should exactly match how it looks like offline. Right. Um, there's so much to get to. Uh, I do want to say, so you're working on an, another book, which is mm -hmm. sort of a continuation of this. Yes. How so? Yes. yes. Well, there are different angles we can look into. This is very much on the image of leadership written for people who are in an organization and want to become the leaders that they deserve to be. And there is a specific angle we're going to take in the next book uh, on sales, uh, how to sell products, or what your first impression does for you or against you when you are in sales and want to sell products or services. Thank you for being here. Uh, it's such an interesting topic, and obviously everybody has an opinion. So thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you very much. And if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.